Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Armies, episode 181. Hey, my riches, it's a new week, and I'm so excited with my guest today. I've been asked a lot what is the difference between an entrepreneur to a small business owner. There are many answers to that question, but I believe the main answer is that entrepreneur is looking to impact the lives of others and to make a difference. And that's exactly what my guest today, Lisa McLeod, talks about. So how do you find your entrepreneurship's noble purpose? And how to lead your business by this purpose? I loved this interview with Lisa McLeod, and I believe you would love it too. Let me know what you think. Look for the show notes of this interview at richomiss.com and join my Facebook groups, Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out or Entrepreneurial Marketing Success. I look forward to seeing you there. Let's meet Lisa McLeod. Lisa McLeod is the global expert on purpose-driven business and the best-selling author of Selling with Noble Purpose, How to Drive Revenue and Do Work That Makes You Proud. Lisa has spent two decades helping leaders increase competitive differentiation and emotional engagement. Her work debunks the myth that money is the primary motivation for most employees. She developed the noble purpose philosophy after her research revealed salespeople who sell with noble purpose, who truly want to make a difference to their customers, outsell salespeople who focus on their own targets and quarters. Here is my interview with Lisa McLeod. Enjoy. Lisa McLeod, what a pleasure to have you with me. Hi. Hi, it's great to be with you today. I'm so happy with you today. I just shared with my audience what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? So the thing I'm passionate about today as we record this when we are in a post-COVID world, the thing that has really enlivened me is thinking about people waking up excited to go to work. Because so often, especially in the entrepreneurial world, we start a company, we're so excited about it, but as the years wear on, and especially now when we don't have as much interaction with other people, it's hard to wake up feeling like you have that sense of purpose. And if as an entrepreneur, you're not waking up feeling like that, your employees are definitely not waking up feeling like that. So that's the area that I'm really excited about working in now. And bringing this message to the houses of the employees, most of them won't see you for a very long time. That's right. And, And so we know 
that to create a successful business, you need two things. You need competitive differentiation. You need a way to stand out and you need emotional engagement. You need people who care passionately about your business Mm -hmm. as employees, because that's the only way you create passionate customers. And what we found is the thing that will help you do both of those is clarity about your noble purpose. Why are you in business? How do you improve the life of your customers beyond just making money? What is your true North Star of your business? Hmm, I love the way you put it. What is your true North Star? So how do you do that? Well, we work with organizations and we've worked with a lot of startups. What we want to identify is the answer to what we call three questions. And we ask them of the team or if it's just a founder. And it's how do you make a difference to your customers? How do you do it differently than your competition? And on your best day, what do you love about your job? Hmm. Because where you find your purpose isn't we want to be the best provider of, you know, IT services. It's how are you going to move the needle for your customer? And it goes beyond a standard value proposition because most people can articulate that. It also includes emotions. So if you are an IT provider, what impact are you going to have on your clients? Are they going to get things done better, faster, more efficiently? Are they going to love their jobs more? Are they going to be able to go home on time because you helped them? It's really Hmm. getting clarity about that. Where did you start? How did you start? Well, I had been a sales consultant for some time, and I, I used to kind of dance around this. I actually started my own business for a different reason than a lot of people do. A lot of people will tell you they had this big goal or had this big dream. I actually started my business because I was the VP of sales for (laughs) a large consulting firm. Okay. And I had a baby and I could work 70 hours a week and travel four days a week. And so I thought, well, how am I going to still work in this field of helping organizations with sales? but not do it the way that I was. So that's how my entrepreneur journey was born, was because I had a baby and I didn't want to get back on the airplane. It's a great reason to actually give birth to two creatures, isn't it? (laughs) In the same year. So yeah, I had a baby and then six months later I started a business. Wow. Wow. This is tough. Well, it, it, it wasn't tough, actually. It wasn't tough um, because I had some clarity about what I was good at and what I wanted to do. And, you know, I also, to be candid, did not have my back up against the wall financially. And that was really helpful. Years later, Mm -hmm. after the recession, my husband and I lost a business and I did, which is another But But how I got into the work with Noble Purpose was actually... As a sales consultant, I did a project for a big biotech firm, and they wanted us to identify what separated the top performers. What was the thing that made the top performers the top performers in terms of sales and revenue? And what we found was the top performers all had this sense of purpose. They weren't just out there to hit the numbers. They wanted to make a difference. Hmm. Wow. What would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listen to us now regarding their customer approach or customer focus regarding their purpose, what would be your best advice? So the best piece of advice I have would be 
to find where you're already living your purpose. Because a lot of people think, oh, I need to go meditate on a rock for a week or something. And, you know, <laughs> if you're, you're good with that, go ahead. But having said that, if you have a business and you have customers paying you, any customers paying you, even a small number of customers paying you, you're doing something for them. They chose you for a reason. So my advice to an entrepreneur would be go talk to your customers and say, not just what did we do well, because they're going to say, oh, you were on time. You did this, you did this. Go deeper and ask, how did our work impact your life or your business? How did we make a difference to you? And what you'll start to see is you'll start to see the basis for your noble purpose. Hmm. We did that for a bank. We interviewed a number of their customers. They had commercial customers and retail customers. And one of the things their customers all said is that this bank looked at me as more than a number. They looked at me more hmm. holistically. They weren't just trying to get their hands on my money. And so the purpose that we landed on them for them was we fuel prosperity. So as an entrepreneur, after you go find it and you name it, you've got to name it and claim it. After you name it and claim it, then you start activating that in the hearts and minds of your employees. And that's when you create one of those organizations that can't be beat. Hmm. How did it change with the years? Is it all the same? Is it different today than it used to be? You talked about with the COVID. Mm -hmm. How is it today? And where are you heading with that? There are some truisms of human nature that have stayed hmm. the same, but the arena in which we are working in has changed dramatically. So a truism of human nature is we all want to make a difference. We want belonging That's and right. significance. We want to be part of something bigger than ourselves, and we want to know that our work matters. That has not changed since human beings first landed on this earth, since from the, hmm. you can go back to the, you know, Socrates and Aristotle spoke about these things. Hmm. What has changed dramatically and quickly in the recent months is the interactions that we have with each other. So if you had a physical business of any shape or form, or you met physically with customers, you got a lot of positive feedback, not all positive, but you got a lot of those moments where you were reminded, oh, right, it's not just me. Oh, yeah, we are doing something here. Oh, here's what my customers need. Oh, here's my coworkers. And when that is all stripped away, what you're left with is just the work itself. And that's why as an entrepreneur, you've got to get so clear on your noble purpose and how you make a difference because you've got to infuse that in your people because they're not seeing it every day anymore. And if they, if your people are not engaged, someone said to me, well, if my people aren't engaged, are they going to quit? And I said, well, some of them are quit, but some of them will do worse. They'll quit and stay. <laughs> they'll just quit working mm -hmm. and they'll keep getting a paycheck from you. <laughs> yeah. And what after they find the clarity? What is the next step? They found their purpose and then what? After you have clarity, after you've named and claimed your noble purpose, and it might be we feel prosperity. One of our clients, it was we're going to redefine our industry. Um, a healthcare client was doing now what patients need next. After you've defined it, then what you have to do is you have to activate it in your employees. 
which is very different from getting your employees to memorize it because we've all, you know, memorized in my country. We have the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States, which we memorize. <laughs> Are we really living it on most days? Probably not. So that's a whole <laughs> other issue. But so what you want to do is you want to activate it within your employees. And one of the best ways you can do that, I'm going to give you two tips. One is tell stories. Tell stories about how you lived it with a customer. Not just how you won the business, but how did you fuel prosperity? How did you do what the patients need next? Whatever your noble purpose is, tell stories that prove it. And then the next thing you want to do is ask each one of your employees, how do you contribute to this? Because what you want them to do is you want them to be able to articulate, here's our purpose as an organization, and here's my part. Because that, that's the secret of engagement. Part of something bigger than yourself, it's that sense of belonging. And here's my part, is that sense of significance. Hmm. And you've got successes, and we'll get to it in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with the customer? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most, or almost the most? Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy. And it was more than just mm -hmm. a failure with a customer. It was an entire business failed. Our entire company oh. failed during the recession. Um, I've had my sales consulting business for some time. My husband was a manufacturing um, executive, and he left his company right before the recession. Didn't know it was right before the recession. Sure. We bought a small manufacturing company. And one of the things, the, the huge mistake that I made And we did it together. He was primarily running the company, but I was the one who was supposed to be crafting the sales story and, you know, the things that I had historically been good at training the team. And I was just starting down this noble purpose journey. And I wasn't quite confident in it yet. I hadn't written any of the books about it. I was just starting it. And I had done some work in medical and places where the purpose is really clear. And this was a blue collar company that made signage for, you know, like Wendy's, the Gap, the, science, yeah. the gas station, signs on the side of the road. And I thought, these guys aren't going to go for something like this. And it was a huge mistake, a huge oh. mistake. The recession hit, the company started going down, and I eventually introduced the idea that we had a noble purpose. And it came to me through a story. I was at a business meeting, and these two women were talking about They'd just opened this day spa and they had put up the sign for their day spa. And they were like crying as they're telling the story. The entrepreneur saying, our sign went up today. Our dream was real. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what our company does. That's what my husband's company does. They put up signs. So I went back mm -hmm. to the guys and I said, you know, I realized we don't just make signs. We actually validate people's dreams. It's a big day when your sign goes up. And at this point, the company was failing. The equipment was breaking down. It was a recession. We didn't have any new customers. And what I saw was I saw that gave those employees a great sense of purpose, and we started doing a little better. The mistake was I didn't do it a year earlier. Mm -hmm. I waited until it was too late. We did a little better, but it wasn't enough. The company oh. eventually went under. How does this help you in the future? It really helped me because I saw that you don't know what's in somebody's heart unless they tell you. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was 
very moved and motivated by the idea of meaningful work and making a difference and what we tend to think of as more emotional things. And what I didn't realize was how many other people were as well, because I wasn't talking about it and giving voice to it as a leader. They weren't. Hmm. And so the thing that changed me is I thought, I'm never going to be embarrassed to talk about this stuff again. Never again. Hmm. I'm going to put it front and center. And the people that say, well, what about the metrics? Well, what about this is touchy-feely? This is soft stuff. I know for a fact, and we have hard data now, that the this emotional connection, this emotional engagement drives behavior and the behavior drives the way people interact with customers and that drives the money. And so I know that this soft stuff does drive the money. And so I'm not embarrassed to talk about it anymore. I love it so much. Now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers. You know, probably I'll go back to the story. We've, we've been very, I'm very grateful. We've had a lot of customer success. But I'll go back to the story of that bank. We just had a big win with them. So two years ago, they decided they wanted to improve their culture. They wanted to create more differentiation. And they wanted their people more emotionally engaged. And so we started working with them on this noble purpose journey. And to be clear, they were a good organization to begin with. Hmm. But what happened was when we decided, okay, We're no longer just a bank. We are a noble purpose organization. And our noble purpose is we fuel prosperity. What happened was it changed the way they made decisions. It changed the oh. way they interacted with customers. It changed the way leaders interacted with people. So, for example, now when you go call on a customer in your bank, you're not just trying to get the loan. You're trying to figure out what does prosperity mean to this customer? How can I be helpful? It changed the orientation. And the reason it was such a big win Is at the end of an 18-month period, that bank, and they're on our website, Atlantic Capital Bank, Google Noble Purpose and Atlantic Capital Bank, and you'll see them right on their front page. And they, they increased their earnings by 40%. Their earnings off operating wow. income by 40%, which is a huge... And this is a bank. It's huge. This is a bank. It's a huge amount of money. But the other thing that happened was the money always follows the meaning. Because let me tell you why they increased their earnings so much. They were also, the CEO was on the cover of American Banker as a top 20 banker in America. This is a mid-sized bank. And wow. they were voted a best place to work by their employees. And so what I would suggest is that the money followed the meaning. And so what we saw for us was we saw it hitting on every level. The employees were having a much better experience at work. And it, they were good to begin with. But now they were seeing, like, we are part of the economic engine that is fueling, you know, North America. Mm. We're all in. And then they were also, that drove the money. And so it was really meaningful to me. And it was a big win to see this public recognition and everything that that leadership team had been working for for 18 months come to fruition. And then when COVID hit and everybody went home, they pivoted in less than a week because they knew why they were there and what they were supposed to be doing. They didn't freak out. They had the tenacity and the shared belief and the clarity about who their customer was and how they were going to improve them. They had all that. 
So when they went, oh, okay, all the banks closed, we go home. Got it. We're still doing the same thing. That was a big hmm. moment. It is. Wow. What a story. You wrote a book, actually more than one, right? I have written a couple books. So do you want to tell us about that? that if any of our listeners would like to read about it a bit more or get more familiar with the idea and the way to do that? Sure. Can you share with us some stories about your books? So the book that we just launched is Selling with Noble Purpose. And it's the second edition of the book. Um, I wrote the original Selling with Noble Purpose about eight years ago based on research that I had done that revealed that salespeople who have a purpose bigger than money, who are truly <laughs> focused on improving life for customers, those salespeople actually outsell salespeople who are focused on targets and quotas. And so I wrote the original book and it did very well. But the reason we wrote a new one just this year, it just came out a couple of weeks ago. The reason we wrote that new book is because we implemented this with over two dozen firms and we wow. learned so much. We've implemented it with a couple hundred thousand people when you add up all those firms. And so what we've learned is what works and what doesn't and what a leader can do very quickly. So in the new book, what we did is we divided it into all these really short chapters of things that the leader can do to activate this noble purpose in their team. And we made it really short and really actionable. And so for any entrepreneur, you know, a lot of the companies that hire us are major companies. We've worked with Roche. We've worked with Salesforce. We've worked with Google. And a lot of entrepreneurs can hire someone like that. So what we did in the book was we wrote it in a way that you could implement it on your own without, without us. And then next month, we're coming out with an app that entrepreneurs can use wow. with their team to give them like a weekly dose of this. So we want, of course, the link yep. to the book and we'll put it in the show notes over this interview. Okay? Absolutely. Lisa, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the shiniest last tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and helps you to succeed and might help other entrepreneurs as well. I'll tell you two things. One is, and this is, people don't usually ask me about technology because it's not my sweet spot. And the reason I feel confident in sharing this, if I can figure this out, anybody can. Um, <laughs> one thing that I use, a tool that I use a lot is Evernote. And a lot of people... Um, have other apps that are similar. It's just a really easy way to take notes on your phone, on your iPad, on your computer, have them all sync up, share them in a notebook with your team. The other thing that um, I recommend is that you get yourself some sort of CRM system. Whether you use Salesforce or Sugar or one of the other ones out there, use a customer relationship management system if you have more than three or four people in your organization. And the reason you need that is you want your people to be doing a good job of capturing customer intelligence, what's important to the customer, what the customer needs, everything about the customer, and you need a common place to store it. That'll keep your people more customer focused. Hmm. This is a great advice. 
You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? For me, I think the key thing has been that I can't stand it when people don't like their job. I had two parents, <laughs> both had jobs. One loved their job, one did not like their job. And I saw the difference it made in my life when somebody, you can imagine who was better to be around at the end of the day as a child. And I saw the difference mm -hmm. it makes when people love their jobs. And so the thing that really drives me that I'm always thinking about is I'm always thinking about how does that employee feel when they wake up in the morning, when they go to work? How do they feel when they're interacting with a customer? Because I know those feelings translate into all kinds of other things for the employee, for the business, for the person's life, for the way they parent, for the way they show up in their community. And so that for me is how does that person feel when they go to work is always the thing that I'm driven by. Hmm. My last question, before I'll ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my last question is my mountain <laughs> question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of marketing and building a perception in the mind of the customer as climbing a mountain. And then I started to work with entrepreneurs and I found out that climbing this entrepreneurial mountain is a higher peak than I ever thought. So at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? You know, it's interesting. I knew you were going to ask me this question. And at first blush, I didn't think of myself as a mountain climber. But then I remembered something. And I, and I think I understand the reason people do climb mountains. I was on a trip uh, several years ago in Italy. One of our clients is a, a company named G Adventure. So I'm going to give them a shameless plug right now. They are the leader in adventure hmm. travel. They closed down their trips during COVID. They're oh. opening back up. They're amazing. So I went on one of their trips to Italy with my family, and there was this hike, and they called it the Hike of the Gods because you were on top of this mountain, you were up above some of the clouds, and you were looking out. And I'm, I'm not a big athlete, and I was probably the least fit of anybody on this hike, so I was super <laughs> happy. You know, we're there, and I'm like, I made it. <laughs> But I just remember looking out over and you could see the land and you could see the sea and it was beautiful. And I just remember mm -hmm. looking out over all that and, and thinking, you know, this has been here for centuries. This sea, this land, it doesn't even know I'm here and it doesn't care. And I just remember thinking at the time, you know, we humans, we come to this earth, we're here for a finite period of time. And it was just, I think why people want to be at the top of a mountain physically is it just gives you that perspective and you just think, wow, I'm just mm -hmm. this dot on this earth. I better do something with my time that matters. And the only thing that's going to really matter, you know, I'm not going to carve out the mountain or change the way the sea works. The only thing that's really going to matter is how I affect the people around me. Hmm. That's the only thing that of that's going to last. 
And it just, I was really thinking about that sort of being at the top of that mountain and thinking, you know, what's, what's the true essence of me? Why am I here? And, and what am I going to do with this, you know, little dot I have on this planet? Hmm. It's a beautiful story, and it's a great way to end our conversation. But I just want to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? So if you Google Selling with Noble Purpose, you will find me, sellingwithnoblepurpose.com. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn. I do a LinkedIn Live every Friday afternoon. It's free. And we talk about sales, entrepreneurship, innovation, and the meaning of life. So follow me on LinkedIn and you'll be notified by our LinkedIn Live. And we'll put these links in our show notes together with a link to the book. Lisa, I would like to thank you so much for this unique and very, very interesting interview. Thank you. It was really a pleasure, and thanks for making me think about mountains. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it very much, and take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.